stay bout it, I'm not pouting Break through walls and climb it mountains If you want it, scream it loud and show this world what they've been G'day listeners, welcome to the Braintainment Podcast. This show is an interesting mix between pop culture and personal development with a very wide range of guests that come on the show for a chat from the sports space, philosophy, health and fitness, entertainment and everything in between. The idea is to entertain or to educate you guys and hopefully sometimes both, either through just myself or with the guests that come on the show as we explore different ideas and concepts and have some really interesting conversations. The mission with the Brain Tamen podcast is to raise a million dollars, and that all starts with uh, building an audience and a platform. So thank you for tuning in. Our goal is to raise a million dollars towards brain injury recovery and research. So if you enjoy the show, please share it with your friends and family, and be sure to subscribe. With that said, strap in and enjoy this episode. Okay, welcome back to the Brain Tainment Show. Today I'm joined by uh, one of Australia's favorite fitness and lifestyle personalities, successful entrepreneur, uh, bachelor favorites, and now husband to his beautiful wife, Snezna, and father to three wonderful kids. And of course, the creator of 28 by Sam Wood, Australia's number one online fitness and nutrition program. This show is largely about exploring ways to optimize ourselves uh, to allow for a far more enriching life. I talk a lot about on this show. And to do that, I think there's, there's three really important pillars to get right. Uh, and that's how we move our body. Of course, what we put into our body, how we feel it. And perhaps most importantly, how we train our mind and stay motivated. And so now having helped over 100,000 folks transform their lives in those, in, three, in those three important ways I just outlined, I'm excited to connect with this man today to talk all things physical and mental conditioning, uh, learn a bit more about his story and really provide a lot of value for for you guys tuning in. So with that said, mate, uh, thanks for coming out the time today to chat with me today, Sam. G'day, Liam. My absolute pleasure, mate. Uh, nice to talk with you. So we'll pick apart uh, some really important ideas and strategies um, you know, around getting in shape and optimizing our mindset and motivation, all that good stuff, ultimately feeling good, which is the North Star I talk a lot about on the show. But just to key things off, mate, perhaps just give us a, a highlight reel of your story. Uh, how do you ultimately end up becoming such a prolific and popular fitness personality and I suppose what led you into that space in the first place? Uh, oh, look, it's a bit of a cliche, but I think it's kind of, you know, 20 years to become an overnight success is probably the best way of putting it. I've been, uh, so I'm, I was 40 this year and I literally had my first uh, gym job when I was 20. So it has been a 20 year journey in the fitness industry. Um, it's interesting, you know, obviously the, most people know me from The Bachelor. That's kind of where my profile really, uh, you know, grew being on that TV show and, and, and since then, five years ago. But I definitely think it's that, you know, the last five years have been a culmination of the sort of 15 years before that, working as personal training, as a personal trainer, studying at university, working with athletes, opening Australia's first ever kids' gym. Um, and then, you know, when, when all of that kind of, came together with such a fast growing profile and launching an online program. It's just been incredible, this crazy roller coaster over the last five years to how, how many people have done the program, the results that they've been able to receive, um, you know, the, the way our community has grown. You know, in your introduction, you said 100,000 people. It's nearly half, uh, it's actually 
uh, now nearly 500,000 people. Wow. So in spite, we're, we're, it's our fifth birthday on the 1st of Feb 2021, and um, we will be past half a million uh, people by that stage that have done my program. And I just sort of pinch myself when I think back to um, how it all started. It was just me in my gym office with, you know, a, a web developer and um, nutritionist, and we put the program together to how it's evolved now to 30 full-time staff, um, uh, working out of our 28 headquarters here down in Melbourne and with the explosion of online digital fitness, particularly this year with what's happened in the world um, and people understanding how beneficial a great online program can be for body and mind, I really do feel like we're just getting started. Yeah, mate, that's awesome. Um, it's been really cool to watch from afar and see the platform grow. Um, just really quickly, actually, did you have to pivot a fair bit um, with the whole COVID situation throughout 2020? Or did you find that you already had you know, such a, a presence, I suppose, online that you were able to kind of just tweak a couple of things and still really add the value that you're trying to add for you know, everyone that gets involved? Yeah, I mean, we definitely needed to change our messaging to make sure we were giving people what they needed when they needed it particularly adding uh, mindfulness and meditations and resilience training and some other mental health aspects to the program. Um, but we were really fortunate in the fact that we've always been an at-home program. You know, I'm a big believer that if you try to be everything to everyone, you end up being nothing to no one. So I'm, uh, we've always focused on an at-home program that suits people that either don't have a lot of time, don't like the gym, mums that want to train at home, and when they realise you can get great results in 28 minutes training from home, that becomes a, um, you know, a really, really powerful community, supportive community and, and people love staying on the program. So we were really fortunately positioned. I mean, it feels weird having a business that grows so much during such a crappy year for the rest of the world. But um, we really saw it more of a responsibility than an opportunity. You know, we had a responsibility to help people at home when they needed it most working from home. Uh, you know, lockdown, all this kind of stuff down here in Melbourne. Um, Snez and I ran live workouts every morning, um, live stream through Facebook and YouTube. And I think we had uh, 3 million people join us for live workouts over a five-month lockdown period. Kids, mums, teachers, schools. It was just awesome. Well, that is bloody fantastic uh, that you're able to yeah, pivot and still have the impact you're trying to have. So I've seen, I've seen you talk a lot, mate. Um, you talk about how, how, wanting to help people move more, eat better and make positive change. You know, it all sounds like great things, but um, I guess for, what I want to know from you, mate, what are some of the challenges that you see that, that get in the way? So in terms of, you know, why doesn't everyone um, live this kind of lifestyle? What are some of the societal challenges that you see kind of get in the way, I suppose? And then maybe on a personal level, you know, is it limiting beliefs? Is it a mindset thing? Um, yeah, what, are some, yeah. what are some of the hurdles? Oh, look, so much of it comes back to the mind. Um, you know, I, I'm a big believer that if you get the mind in the right position, your body will follow. And unless you actually do that, you're not really going to last very long. You know, I, I think back even to a personal trainer. Once, I reckon once I reached about the age of 23 and I had a lot more confidence dealing with the clientele that I was dealing with, I'd actually, if we'd be sitting in our initial meeting, I'd, I'd say to them, look, I don't think you're actually ready and I'd send them all, and I'd send them off. You know, they'd come in and say, I want to do this and I want to do that. And the first time I'd say, well, okay, if you want to achieve X, Y, and Z, you're going to need to make this commitment or that sacrifice or, you know. 
stop drinking five days a week or whatever it might be, you know, stop drinking 10 cups of coffee a day, you know, four hours sleep isn't enough. Everyone's got their own sort of nemesis or multiple. And if they weren't prepared to even entertain that idea, I'd say to them, look, I absolutely want to work with you. I absolutely want to help you, but you're not ready. And when a 23 year old kid says that to a 50 year old CEO of a company or something, they kind of, you know, F you, who do you think you are type thing. But 99 times out of 100, they'll ring you back a week later and they'll say, thanks. You know, like I can see that you're doing it for me. You weren't doing it for you. You know, you're, t- you're turning away a paying customer. And so from, a, from an online perspective, it's kind of taking that same learning into that digital world. You know, I think you gotta, you got to have a plan. And I hope my program gives that to people or at least helps create the framework. Um, you need to accept that motivation is going to be temporary and that almost no one bounces out of bed every morning, highly motivated, and they're not just the people that get results. You know, you even even you, mate, you always seem like you've got a big me, smile. Mate, <laughs> even me. Oh, I'm probably better than most, but I have my days. I, have, I definitely have my days. With a, with a three-year-old and a one-year-old, I've had some grumpy sleepless mornings in the last couple of years. But, um, you know, you've got to say to people, you got you got to be, it's the days that you do the work at when you're feeling the worst that are actually the most powerful workouts. It's the fact that you're looking at the overall well-being and not just the fitness side of things. You know, you're doing some stuff for your sleep and your mental health, you're eating well. And, you know, it really is a case of one plus one equals five. You know, each of the, when the three come together, that's really, really powerful how it multiplies. So mm. I think, And then I I think the other thing is, and this is what I always thought when I viewed other online programs before I had my own, was they're so intense. You know, they're kind of all or nothing, my way or the highway. And I didn't really like that. I thought that's going to work. You're going to get great results with a very small percentage of the people that try your program and 95% of people are not going to make it. And, you know, we kind of, my philosophy is progress, not perfection. So don't, don't start a New Year's resolution and try and do a 20K run on day one and nearly kill yourself. Don't think to yourself, you've got to deprive yourself of all your favourite foods and never be able to have a beer or a glass of wine again. It's about moderation and just doing things sensibly in a sustainable manner. And as soon as you, it's just common sense, but as soon as it's explained to people and they have that sort of light bulb moment that, I actually can still drop considerable weight really quickly, get fitter, get stronger, feel better, have more energy, and I can still eat chocolate and drink wine and I don't have to exercise every day like an Olympic athlete. That's when you have the real breakthrough because that's when you have that sustainable change and actually go, oh, this is not a diet or a fad or a quick fix. This is something I could genuinely stick to and I'm sure I'm going to have ups and downs like we all do, but most of the time I'm going to be taking pretty good care of myself. Yeah, mate, it makes sense. And I really like that approach. I think I've heard you talk a lot about as well, the progress, not perfection. Um, and I think that lens to look at it through, it really makes it a lot more easier to stay consistent, I suppose. And yeah. have you found that's been really helpful for the people that you work with when you do, you know, inevitably have a, an off day um, or whether, you know, you have a cheat meal, whatever it might be, we're not perfect. We are human beings after all. Have you found that that approach makes it easier to get back on the horse, so to speak, and not judge ourselves and rather just look at that as a momentary slip, but, but instead be far more focused on kind of the, the net result, I suppose. So over a year, as long as we're consistently, 
you know, working towards their, whatever that goal may be, it'll, it'll vary for people. But as long as we're making net progress, do you think that approach really gives people a lot more confidence in their ability to kind of follow through on what they should be doing? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, first of all, it makes the process much more enjoyable. Um, and, but second of all, and I do heaps of work with our 28ers on, you know, a bad meal or a missed workout is just that. It's a bad meal. That's it. Forget about it. Move on. Don't, don't make it 10 times worse by beating yourself up about it. Or, or worse still, because I ate McDonald's, that's it. I'm over. I'm done. Like, get up the next day, have a healthy breakfast, get yourself moving, and all of a sudden you're back on track. And even if you have a bad week or a bad month, it's amazing how powerful our body is. You know, we kind of only need a couple of good days of eating and a couple of consecutive days of moving our body to remind both our body and brain, get those endorphins kicking in, get the energy levels up, get the mood up. All of a sudden we've reminded ourselves just how good it feels. And we do, like you said, we get back on the horse. And I think, um, you know, just, yeah, I, I, so you just see too many people with these weight loss programs either have extreme results and then nothing and put all the weight back on and usually more or they yo-yo up and down for years and so many people that join my program that's the that's their history you know and they almost come in it's like their last ditch effort they don't even you know part of them doesn't even believe that this time is going to be different and then when they finally have a really good month and go actually I could I could get going with this and then string three months together and six months together you know the average um, the 28 spends more than a year the average 28 spends more than a year on my program and that's kind of increasing all the time the older we get so um, you know it's, it's 28 days is more the 28 is more about it's a 28 minute workout which is less than that 30 minute sort of psychological barrier and let's just focus on the first 28 days to get you into these good habits and then you'll be amazed you can carry it on because too many people set these crazy goals you know I've got to lose 60 kilos in a year so well, let's just lose five kilos in a month yep. and then see what happens. And you're so much stronger, more resilient. You've got so much more self-belief once you achieve that first smaller goal. And before you know it, you've lost 20 kilos in four months and, you've, and that 40 kilo goal feels so much more achievable. Yeah, I find that, you know, having that, that confidence to really take action is key, whether it's fitness, health, you know, trying to start a business, whatever it is. Um, yeah you know, if it's something new or something daunting, there's always going to be some level of anxiety, but I find if it's too daunting, this is from my personal experience and, you know, a similar message to what you're sharing, I've had from folks on the, on the program. Um, if it's too daunting, then it's almost like this human condition to just not, not take action. Cause we want to take a path of least resistance. And we do, if we don't believe something's going to be fruitful, but yeah, like you said, if you kind of break it down and go rather than trying to lose 60 kilos in a couple of weeks or put on 60 kilos, whatever your goal might be, um, what can I do in the next, you know, uh, the next month? Uh, what can I do in this 28 minute program? What can I do right now? Um, and I find once that becomes a lot more believable, like, like, yeah, shit, I could actually probably do that. That makes sense. You almost act in accordance with that belief. And I find, um, that's been true for me and, and people that I've spoken to. And I imagine with some of the people that are coming through the program, they probably look at that um, breaking their goals down uh, as, a, as a way to really connect with a level of belief to, to then do the work. Does that kind of make sense? I mean, it does. And I think, 
it is daunting. And I think if you can show some empathy and some understanding that you get that, you can connect with your, you know, the people you work with so much better. If you're walking around with your six pack and like, it's just, I don't get why you're out of shape. I don't think that relates to people at all. I think it's mm. much better if you can say, getting in shape isn't easy. If it was, 60% of the country wouldn't be overweight or obese. It's clearly not easy, but it can be simpler than what you've probably made in your head. Mm. It can be less intimidating or less daunting than perhaps, you know, what you've conjured up in your head after, you know, the anxiety, the fear, um, you know, the frustration of you know, trying to do it before and it not working out. So breaking it down and simplifying it and just getting them to focus on, you know, we, a lot of the 28ers, it's like, okay, three healthy meals a day might be too big a jump. You know, you're going from eating heaps of takeaway food to drinking lots of soft drink. Let's just focus on breakfast. Let's, let's get our breakfast right. If the 28 minute workouts are too hard, you do that every second day and you walk every other day. And all of a sudden they're like, I've dropped five kilos and I've changed my breakfast and I've done your workouts three days a week. Now I can do five workouts a week. Now I can look at my dinners, whatever it might be. Now I can look at my water intake. It's just building blocks. If you try and go, you got you got to do all of this starting tomorrow and you're coming from a one out of 10 or a really low base, mm. it's just way too hard. It's too overwhelming. It's too much to think about. People just put in the too hard basket and they're kind of gone before they even get started. I just, just, I do a lot of, you know, sort of coaching and we have motivation experts and mindfulness experts and nutritionists and all these other experts on the program that let's just, let's just build you up slowly. Let's think about where you're going to be in six months time, not where you need to be in six days time. Yeah, I agree. I agree aggressively. Um, and it reminds me of the adage of, I think it's complexity is the, is the thief of execution, right? So keeping things simple, um, you'll actually, yeah, you'll do, what, do what's required and, and you'll see progress. And then funnily enough, those building blocks of progress will probably then start to reshape, you know, our identity. And we slowly but surely start seeing ourselves as a healthy person, as a fit person. And, you know, you touched on it at the start, like it's, uh, um, if, if, if the folks that come across you, you know, from the TV program, um, they don't see the, the 20 years of, of work and effort that goes into, you know, getting to that stage of, of fitness and, and, and obviously in your business as well. So yeah, those small steps are huge. Mate, you just touched on there that some of the folks you've brought on um, to help in the programs, in the psychological space, just to help with that mindset element. Um, I think I saw that you had some meditations from Hamish Blake as well, who's a buddy of yours. Yeah, yeah that's, talk me talk me through that how, how that all comes together and, and what their role is um, from the mindset side of things, and then um, how the how the program with uh, Hamish came along as well. Yeah, I, th I mean, I think you got to understand what you're good at and what you're an expert at. But you also need to understand what you're not an expert at, and not sort of try to be everything. So. Um, you know, I'm, I'm getting there slowly from a personal perspective from meditation, but I'm no, by no means a meditation expert. So we have psychologists and other, um, you know, we've, we've got two psychologists that work with the program, one who's a specialist in mindfulness and other one's a specialist in body image, um, you know, sort of helping people gain, gain body confidence and, um, you know, sort of shift their mindset towards how they look when they see themselves and probably just as importantly, how they, um, can slowly but surely not compare themselves to others because that's you know such a such a huge problem in today's world, particularly with social media and all these other these are these other platforms that you know can be our sort of best friend or worst enemy depending on how we choose to use them. But 
you know, same with nutrition, same with sleep experts, same with motivation experts. And then with, with Hamish, it, you know, my own experiences with meditation where I always had a pigeonhole in my head that you had to almost be sitting on a cliff top, you know, sitting in the clouds and you know, escape for three hours to get any benefit from some kind of mindfulness practice. And the more I started doing it, the more I realized you could just do a five minute piece to help you get to sleep. You could do stuff to help you sort of de-stress or focus or, you know, center your breathing or just sitting in the car when you got home from a crazy day, something to calm you before you go into the house, whatever it might be. And I just thought we need to find a way where we can make mindfulness more relatable to people because I feel like I'm not the only one who perhaps thinks of it like this and avoids it because they've kind of got a, the wrong perception of it. So I reached out to Hamish and said, mate, I know you're not a uh, mindfulness um, teacher, but you know he's, he's really passionate about this kind of thing. He practices it himself. Uh, you know, he's an incredibly intelligent, deep human being with a very big heart and I said mate I'd love you to read we'll get them written by a psychologist but we'd love you to read them because I think the sense of humor the relatability that you can help sort of get to encourage people to do them he's like yeah mate he's happy to so we jumped in the studio and you know he can't help but be funny you know he's hilarious whether he's trying to be or not but it's just um it's just beautiful like the feedback was amazing like I never would have tried mindfulness but I saw it was Hamish and it was a five minute piece and it kind of made me laugh. It made me smile and it did exactly what we were hoping it would do. It, it shifted people's attitude towards meditation and towards mindfulness practice. And, um, you know, we, we encourage our 28ers, you know, when they go on my app, you get your breakfast, lunch and dinner, you get your workout every day. You can choose between your hit, your yoga and your Pilates and your running. But then you've also got a mindfulness piece, which is, um it's either education sleep meditation or motivation and you can sort of choose between the four pieces to which of those for the day if, if not all of them you kind of want to read up on or listen to a podcast or whatever it might be and i just think once people start to give their mind more love their whole life gets better you know mm -hmm. like you know you just got to make the time and get into those good habits yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think the reason, well, the reason I put that to you as well, I want to learn a bit, uh, a bit more about how the Hamish Connect um, came along was I really like your approach around making things fun. You know, you talk about that a lot as well. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, getting in shape and, and you know, eating the right things is ultimately to feel a certain way, right? Um, to sort of yeah. take care of the biological side of things and make sure the body's working away. So, you know, the, the right neurochemistry takes place, but then, you know, um, looking after the mind in the right way it's, it's all to feel good to enjoy life right so that it's enjoyed and not endured and i think that's why i really like um your approach just to come back to the the, the 28 uh, program do they vary in terms of what workouts uh, you can do so if someone's listening or tuning in they're wondering what to expect you know their goals may vary to the next person it might be to lose weight it might be to gain weight it may be to um, you know, sh shape their body a certain way. It may just be to feel better. So are there different programs to look at um, for different results? Yeah, there. I mean, the majority of people want to tone up, build strength, burn fat. So, but, but at the same time, some people are at the right weight. And so they just want to strengthen and tone or build muscle. So we have, we have a weight loss program. We have a healthy weight maintenance program. And we have a specialist pregnancy program and postnatal program. 
Um, and then when you choose your goal, you can then choose your level. So we've got five different fitness levels and a low impact option. So if you want to be able to select workouts that don't have those high impact movements, if you know, you're a bit older or you've got back issues or knee issues, but you're still, you know, because the hard thing for those people is they never start anything because it's all too hard. So you've got to get those people, you know, building their strength, building their confidence back up. And also, you know, if, you, if you're carrying extra weight, you're loading up your joints with that extra weight too. So if you can build the strength around your joints and drop 10, 20 kilos, it's amazing how much better your body feels. So yeah, there's absolutely, you know, it's, it's customized the whole way through, whether you're vegetarian, vegan, pescatarian, gluten-free, uh, you know, you can, you know, what allergies, whatever it is, it's, it's a fully sort of bespoke customized experience. Um, and then it's, I mean, from a tech perspective, I'm not a tech guy, but it's kind of, it's me always talking to my tech team about how do we, how do we continue to personalize their experience? You know, if they're, they're listening to far more podcasts, how do we serve them the podcast that we think they'll like listening to based on other podcasts that they've listened to? Or if they love, if they're clearly choosing all these smoothies from our summer eating plan, how do we say, here's our new pine lime smoothie we thought we might, you might like to try because we've seen you love our smoothie. So it's all about kind of understanding what that person is clearly drawn to and then giving them more of that without them sort of having to think, like your Spotify does, you know, here's a, a band or a musician we thought you might like based on other artists that you like and that kind of thing. Yeah, I like it. Well, mate, feel free to push this podcast into them if you know if they're going to get some value. Yeah, you bet, mate. You bet. <laughs> um, I mentioned at the top there, you know, your time on the Bachelor. You, you connect with Snez, of course, and from what I can see from afar, anyway, mate, she's had a pretty big impact for you. And um, what it seems, anyway, pretty heavily involved in the in the in the fitness space with you now too, as well. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts around that. So what what sort of what role has she played for you personally? What role has she played in the business? And then. Um, What's been the impact of, you know, obviously having your three wonderful kids? Uh, oh, mate, I, how do I say it without underplaying it? I get, I mean, she's had the biggest impact on my life bar, bar anyone and and that will always be the case. She, um, I didn't say, I wouldn't say she saved my life, but I, I was, I was okay. It's funny, I, I don't think I knew what I was missing until I found it. You know, like I can't believe how much, more complete and happy my life feels now with Snez in it, you know, and and the kids, of course, which wouldn't be there without Snez, you know. So it's, it's um, yeah, from a, you know, first and foremost, she's my wife and the love of my life. And, you know, that absolutely takes precedence over our sort of business relationship. But 28 is fairly all-encompassing. And, you know, my 28 is my sort of extended family and therefore our extended family and, I think they love the relatability of how hard it is to get sleep when you've got little kids or how hard it is to get that home workout in when you've got a little toddler climbing on your head or whatever it is. And we just, we just try and keep it real and as authentic as possible. I think trying to put on a facade that isn't really how your life is one, it's exhausting. And two, it doesn't really do those people any favors. You know, we've always sort of, uh, you know, prided ourselves on just keeping it real showing them inside our house inside our life and um and you know that that's just been what sort of worked for us it, t- it tends to be the tends to be the right fit it allows you to be yourself um you know and snezha's been 
absolutely integral with 28. You know, she's done the program almost since day one. She's done the pregnancy and postnatal programs through the birth of Charlie and Willow. Um, she's always giving brilliant sort of feedback to the challenges that mums face and she tests all the recipes and she's a wonderful cook and, um, you know, her office is just next to my office. Like we do a lot of really sort of nice stuff together and it allows us to spend a lot of time together, you know, which we love. So mm. it's um, you know, balancing that with lockdown and looking after kids and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, mate, it's, um, it's been a game changer, us getting together. I can't believe it was five years ago. It feels like about six months. That's so good. Just following up from, from that then, Sam, I want to talk about values. You know, I've heard, I've heard you talk about it once, I don't know if it was a podcast or just some something I came across. And it's just something that's been really important to me in, in recent times is trying to identify what's actually important and what's not. And it seems, you know, you've got a pretty good understanding of what is important to you. Obviously, you know, your, your wife and your kids and then you've got your business but then you've, you've got ways that you want to show up as a man and and, and, and what have you. And for me, I've started that process of trying to identify um, what are my values? Because then it makes decision-making a lot easier. You know, we we're just talking before about, um, you know, trying to put on a show, it's exhausting. And it's just, this doesn't feel right if it's not you. So maybe, you know, you can digest that into like, maybe transparency is important. So could you maybe just share some of your thoughts around how important it is to have clear values and maybe what some of those are that help you kind of, make decisions or just turn up in the world in a way that feels right? Yeah, I mean, after going through such a kind of crazy life experience, I think it was it was interesting. You know, a lot of people that go on the reality TV shows and that kind of thing, you see them go, you know, they kind of crave the spotlight and, you know, like I've done lots of stuff from it, but I haven't really chased any of it. You know, like I've, for me, the fact that I had a fitness business for 15 years prior means I could just go back to doing what I was really passionate about. So that kind of allowed me to be authentic and the fact that it's been so successful, I'm you know so grateful for because I haven't had to sign a pivot and try and do something else just to capitalize on this TV show. Um, and then, you know, becoming a dad sort of has changed everything. Like I'm still not all the way there as in I'm, I'm all the way there as a dad, but I'm still a bit, I still struggle to let go of work a bit much. Um, that's something that I, I'm continually trying to work on. Um, you know, I sort of bring my work home with me a lot and I'm, I'm just, I'm getting better at it all the time, but, um, you know, switching off and, and slowing down are two things that I'm not great at. So I'm really trying to work on those, you know, take time off over Christmas and that kind of stuff without uh, checking the emails and all that. But it, but it's it, for me, really, it's been, yeah, being becoming a husband, becoming a dad, importance of family, um, and just then being true to true to who you are. Like I think, you know, nothing worse than these people that you meet. But they're one way on their social media or in front of people. Then behind closed doors, you can sort of tell or you hear that they're a total different person to that. And for me, I just, you know, I don't really care if you like me or don't like me, as long as I'm comfortable with who I sort of was putting out there that that's sort of what's most important to me and and more you know my friends and my family like that that's the most important thing like i remember getting back from the show and like you get invited to all this crap and all i wanted to do was spend time with my closest friends and closest family that knew you know had known me well before the show and will know me in 50 years time and you kind of just crave hanging out with those people even more than uh probably even more than before 
Yeah, for sure. You know, we're talking off air about um, uh, some of the stuff that I want to do with this, with the Brain Taming Show in terms of bleeding really important ideas into culture is what I talk about a lot. And a large part of that is is um, trying to penetrate through the this um, comparison game that we see in um, yeah of such a virtual world and you know you touched on it before in this chat about the the self-comparison on um in on so many different levels and it just serves no real purpose doesn't get you it doesn't advance you any further in life and it just makes you feel shit in the in the moment so um yeah i really i really like what you've touched on there i've got a couple more for you sam and i'll let you go um and i just want to get your thoughts on on a couple of things i suppose firstly for you mates what are some of your biggest fears and I think this will give some insight into you as a person and, and make it even more relatable because um, everyone struggles with something. So I um, don't know if that's something you've thought about at all, but I thought I'd just put that to you. What are some of your biggest fears? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, I mean, it's funny. Like as, as a dad, one of the sort of scary things is when you love so much, you become a little bit, you know, just just the health of your kids and that kind of stuff is probably something that weirdly bounces around in my head. Just, um, you know, my own mortality to want to spend, you know, want to see them grow up and obviously their sort of well-being and safety. I, I think it's something, I guess, in more recent years has been bounced around in my head that never had before. I've never really thought about death or you know, any, anything like that. I'm not saying I'm scared of death. I just, I definitely would think about it more now as probably I'm 40 years old and just taking care of myself and getting checked up and making sure that I, you know, I live a long prosperous life to be able to see my kids grow up. Um, from a business perspective, oh, I think if I'm being truly honest, when something rises so quickly, there's always that fear that what if it crashes? You know, and particularly in a tech business where that can totally explode, which our business, I wouldn't say it's exploded, but it's been a very sharp, um, you know, amazing rise and something, you know, something I'm so proud of. Like, I mean, I, I just, you know, like it's a part of me that wants to leave a bit of a legacy, I reckon, Liam, you know, like mm. I, don't, I don't want to ever be thought of as the bachelor guy who had a fitness program. Like I want to be thought of as the guy who, you know, change the health of Australia, if not different parts of the world with a, you know, with a program that helped millions and millions of people, you know, so I, I really do want to leave a significant legacy behind. And that's something that I'm, you know, I'm kind of proud of where we've come from, but I'm always chasing that next step because I definitely don't feel like we're there yet. So mm. yeah, I, I guess fear of perhaps not achieving very, very, ambitious goals and you know you're probably not the only one i think that's uh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty common yeah sure i'm not on my own there but i don't know like this just and i've got to be a bit gentler than myself and i've got to probably pat myself on the back when you know when mm. you achieve the milestones not just to sort of reach the summit but there's um yeah i, I definitely feel like there's unfinished business there and you know i kind of had undulating success in business before this you know, before five years ago, and I've sort of seen the highs and seen the lows, and I want to make sure that this one really sticks. Yeah, I like it, Sam. I think there's a lot of tension that comes with, um, you know, wanting to create at a certain level and then not tripping yourself up. So I think kudos to you, mates, um, to have the success that you've had. 
um, you know, we see some of it, um, but obviously there's a lot more behind closed doors um, where the magic happens. And so kudos to you for being able to um, continue to move forward and, and have the impact that you're having. And um, like you said, some of the feedback from clients is, is all positive and um, mate, you're doing a really good thing. And the reason I wanted to put that question to you was I find that um, some of the folks that I've spoken to, whether it's on air or off air, um, I think what's what's becoming increasingly more apparent is, is, is it's too easy for us all to be tripped up um, by what we're what we're scared of. And I think it's a real human condition to kind of just be aware of certain things. But as soon as that becomes, I guess, as soon as our thinking over indexes on, you know, those concerns or those fears and, you know, talking about comparison, maybe it's just a fear of not being loved or respect or whatever it might be. You know, if you don't do the right things with that tension, then it, it can go the other way. So I think, um, you know, what you're doing is a really good example of, uh, of, of working through that. And I suppose for people that come through the program and are trying to change their fitness, their health, you know, in some, in some way or their mindset, um, often some of the hurdles are, you know, th things they're afraid of. So I appreciate you, you sharing there. Um, so mate, just on that, yeah, please. The, the thing that's been most liberating for me is like, when I, when I applied to go on the bachelor, I was kind of, it was, a client of the gym was saying you should do it and I never really I sort of did it thinking I'll never get on the show but I'll do it just to keep this client of the gym happy who would pester me to say you should go on that show Sam then when I got told that I'd been chosen out of you know thousands of blokes or whatever it was I remember thinking shit I don't really know what I'm doing like I'm not really prepared for this I don't know what I'm doing but I jumped anyway and it's been the best thing I ever did. Like it was bloody hard and, you know, sort of emotionally and psychologically really challenging, particularly, you know, the positions that you get put in and never being on TV before and all this kind of stuff. But because I met Snedge and now my life has changed so much, it's totally taken the shackles off. You know, like if anyone now comes to me and says, should I do something? I say, you got to, you know, like think about it. Don't, don't be daft, but like, if it feels right, you just got to jump. You just, like, and it's just been such a liberating experience for me. And I absolutely believe that my ability to help people take that plunge and the success of my business since taking that plunge aren't a coincidence. Like it's, mm. it's actually let me learn firsthand how powerful it can be when you do leave your fears behind or, or burst through them or wherever you, however you want to put it. And how big the upside can be that I, I I can't, you know, quickly enough encourage other people to do the same. Well said, really well said. Um, and a good place to finish, maybe before I let you go, just two quick ones for someone tuning well, in that wants to optimize their um, their fitness, their nutrition, or their mind. Do you have any sort of takeaway practical tips? Uh, maybe one or two things is a good place to to start, or or just to start considering and see if there's an opportunity there for, for these people? Yeah, look, I, I definitely think if you're not trying some kind of mindfulness, try it, you know, jump on Headspace or Calm or whatever, you know, one of these brilliant sort of apps or I don't think you need to go to meditation classes or anything necessarily. There's some awesome sort of digital options there. Um, I'm a massive believer in moving in the morning. I think from an energy and a mood perspective, you know, for, for my brain, not for my body. It's good for my body, good for my muscles, good for my heart, good for my lungs. I'm moving the body for my brain. I can't believe how much more clarity, 
creativity, energy. It gives me, I'm a nicer person to be around. I've got more energy for my kids. You know, like it's, it, I just reckon it's a total game changer. You know, I'm, I always used to sort of work out in the afternoons and, you know, get to it if I could or whatever it is. I now, I think it's because of the kids getting, you know, my body clock kind of wakes me up at 5.30 or whatever it is. And I just get up and go for a run with the dog or the kids in the pram or do a little workout in my garage or whatever it is. And it just sets me up for the day. So if you're, if you're not a great energy person or mood person or you run out of time to do that workout, you promised yourself you'd get to and it just never seems to happen, I'd suggest moving in the morning. I like that. Yeah, I find that is a massive um, variable for my own energy levels and um, I'm sure people would, would agree. You know, you, you get movement in the morning to set you up for the day. Um, yeah. Plus you do something hard in the morning, you have a level of self-respect that just sort of carries through the day as well. Yeah, oh, there's so many physiological and psychological benefits and you don't, people think you have to do an hour at the gym, you don't. 20 minutes at home, if you're following the right program or doing the right exercises, um, and pushing yourself a little bit, just getting a bit uncomfortable, you'll feel amazing. And so how can people connect more with you, Sam? How can they find um, what you're up to? And of course, learn more about the um, 28 by Sam Wood. Yeah, sure, mate. Oh, if they want to they want to find out more about my program, just go to 28bysamwood.com. And if you want to shoot me a message, if you've got any, uh, if you need any tips or anything like that, probably best just do it from my Instagram, mate, which is just at uh, samjameswood. Any uh, fitness tips or any tips that you that you want on anything, or you just want to say good day, um, send me a message for sure. I love it. I'll get the tech guys to you know put the put the handles up on the screen or whatever, and and I'll, I'll put them in the show notes. And um, happy day. So really appreciate you coming out the time, Sam. Um, I feel like I could talk with you for hours, mate. But I'll let you go, um, and hopefully we connect again in the future, mate. Appreciate it. Likewise, mate. Feel the same, and have a great day. Thanks very much. Thanks again for listening to this episode. If you did enjoy it, if you got some sort of value from the episode, please do us a favor and subscribe to the channel. We've got lots more to come and share it with your friends and family. It all helps our mission of raising a million dollars towards brain injury recovery and research. So please share the podcast and I look forward to sharing more with you on another episode.